everybody. This is Judith Hank. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. Thanks so much for all the people who uh, listened to yesterday's show. I, I know that I don't have the same schedule that I used to have, so it's cool. I put out the episode. People dug it. They uh, listened to it, and I appreciate you. So check it out. Uh, you know, I'm trying to do too many things. I'm reaching across my desk, which obviously is not something my body wants to do this early. So, you know, I try not to beat a dead horse, but I'm telling you guys, the dementia thing is real. Yesterday, my mom was in a shitty mood. We fought most of the day, which that's on me, right? I know she's like dealing with maybe what a quarter of her brain capacity, but there's just parts of her personality that were always so unpleasant and those parts have not been destroyed yet by this disease. And it's just like she goes for it and just really can be super annoying and obnoxious. And she won't listen like she just doubles down on whatever it is she's doing. And she did that long before she got sick. And it just triggers the shit out of me. So I'm still a work in progress. So thank you for everybody always supporting me and telling me, you know, how great I'm doing and what a good person I am, but I still, I have work because <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like, I get it. I don't have those thoughts. I don't want to hurt her. I don't want to, you know, go to prison or, uh, do anything that will harm her or me, but I swear I get it. I get how, uh, people can snap, you know? So, yeah, I got to get serious about planning a vacation. It, the summer slipped away from me uh, between work and, you know, uh, I tried to make a couple of plans and they didn't work out, I think, early in the summer. And I just never really got back to it. Then I got super busy at work. If you know what I do, it's pretty important. So it's like, OK, well, I got to focus on this. And then it just kind of got by me. But. You know, I've, I've had a decent summer. I've, I've probably been more social this summer than I than I have in a while. I, uh, um, you know, had extra hours for the caregiver so I could go out and do stuff. You know, so I, I'm not a victim. I, I hope people understand I'm not a victim. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. I share my journey because people tell me it helps them. It's helping people look out for their own parents and their own families because that's what's going to happen. No one's going to help you. I'm telling you, unless you have one of the last amazing doctors, you're not going to get a lot of help from the medical field. And if you are like me, you'll be up at three o'clock in the morning Googling, trying to figure out what to do. So I hope I help some people. Anyway, the thing that's on my mind this morning that's really baffling to me is this is how I know these kids ain't the future. Whitney had it all wrong. Uh, these kids, I don't understand. How are you going to your favorite artist concerts? I'm guessing you're in, you like these people and then throwing shit from the audience onto the stage and hitting the artist. What is that all about? And the, the, the girl that, you know, pretty much damaged the eye socket of BB Rexa was basically like, well, I thought she would... And I think I'm saying her name right. I don't know how else to say Rex Ha. But anyway, uh, she said that, you know, the girl who threw the phone at her and hit her in like the eye 
uh, was like, I thought she'd get my phone and take a picture, like a selfie with me. Okay. That is stupid. It's stupid and dangerous. I think she had to stop her concert and go to the hospital. I mean, y'all show love in a weird way. That's not love. I think, uh, one of one of my uh, songs in my team's catalog is uh, sometimes your love feels like hate. Yeah, that's what's that? That's not love. I can't imagine going to the Purple Rain tour, which was my all-time favorite concert. It was the height of my love for an artist, uh, with the height of his popularity. I cannot imagine standing at that show and hurling something from where I was sitting at Prince knowing that I could possibly hurt Prince. <laughs> Fuck that. These kids are messed up. And I'm beginning to stop blaming them because obviously somebody messed them up that was older than them. And it has to be either my generation or, or millennials. Older millennials who are the parents of these young Gen Zers. And I'm I'm making some leaps here. I don't know what age these, these uh, perpetrators are, but, you know... Cardi B, I don't blame her. Although the problem is if she hurled that microphone and it hit somebody else that didn't throw the drink, uh, that's Lawsuit City, baby. And I'm still not sure. Yeah, I, I think you can get away with hitting the person that threw clearly a a drink on her. I, d- I don't understand that. It was a female, too. It's like, what are you doing? I just think that's weird. How do you love an artist and then be like, let's hurl some shit at him and hurt him. I love you so much. You need to feel my pain. (laughs) It's just strange. (laughs) I would never have thrown anything at Prince or Maxwell or Chardet or the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And you would think that would happen at a Chili Pepper show. But we used to love our musicians. We used to be in awe of, of going to their shows. And I think a big part of it is we used to not have the same exposure to our artists that these young people have, which I sound like I'm an old get off my lawn person. But the reality is that we're just too exposed to each other now. You feel like you know these people. And so when you have these extraordinarily bad ideas, you, you, you know, I need to stand out. Let me hurl my cell phone at, at somebody like that's just stop throwing objects onto the stage. You're going to get to the point where, you know, people aren't going to really want to perform, especially if you've been injured. You know, it's just crazy there. I watched a compilation of people in concert in the last couple of years where shit just came flying. And it wasn't like, you know, bra panties. It was like a cell phone, some sort of uh, just objects, things that that could hurt somebody. It's just stupid. So stop doing it, you know. But that's something I woke up thinking about, like, how dumb is that? You know, can you imagine being at your favorite artist show and just being like, I'm having so much fun. I need to, like, disrespect him (laughs) or her, you know, because but I got to admit, our music was so much more chill, you know, especially stuff I like, like the Chardet concert was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. And it's not because she's so bombastic. I've seen Janet Jackson in, in concert and, you know, Janet's a dancer and a singer and a bop, bop, bop. So it's going to be a good show because it's up-tempo. But, um, you know, Chardet, 
is not. Sharday is a vibe. And it was fantastic. And the thing that shocked me was I didn't realize how much she sounded like the record. So imagine if I was just sitting there like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Let me hurl a piece of metal on the stage and possibly harm her. It's, it's dumb. It's very weird. So the other thing I was talking to one of my buddies who uh, is working in the film business, the uh, film industry. He actually I talked to him yesterday and he broke some stuff down and it. You know, I get why everybody's on strike. Uh the, some of the practices of the studios. And listen, I'm still of the belief that a lot of these studios are going to be insolvent. They already are. They're making moves that insolvent companies make, uh, playing games with the books, doing all kinds of creative uh, accounting uh, to get tax write-offs. And it's not going to last. It's, it may be a short-term solution, but it's not going to last. If, if, if the actors and the writers really dig down and really... Yeah, some of them will lose their houses. Some of them will lose a lot of things. But if they're really willing to make this business different, um, you're going to see a lot of fallout, you know. And I do think I do think some of these people and I stand with what I was saying. And I don't think he really agreed with me, but that's OK. We don't all have to agree. Uh, Davis Zaslov, I think is his name, the guy that took over Warner's and uh like the Warner discovery thing. I mean, and he's been slashing things to the bone, but part of his big problem, I think is when he said his big move to, to bring uh, the film business back to par is to bring back Christopher Nolan. And it's like, I said this when I read it before two months ago and I'm saying it now, like that doesn't, that's not a good plan. That's something you think in your head and you don't say out loud. Christopher Nolan may not want to come back. And what are you saying to all the other filmmakers? Like, oh, okay, if we're not making Chris Nolan-sized movies, you know, you're not interested. It's bullshit. This business model is unsustainable. And it needs to be fixed. And you, you, it just needs to be better. And I'm, I'm an independent person. I'm an independent thinker. So in my mind, if it comes back the way it is now, there was no point. There was absolutely no point because this is a truly um, very, I don't know, short-sighted, way too liberal, way too business-oriented. And I'm a capitalist, but it's way, way too focused on the numbers and not enough on the art. You know, gone are the days where you could just throw something together and it would be awesome, but you spend $10,000 to make it, take it to a festival, people love it, and then a studio makes, you know, a million, uh, $10 million, $15 million off of it because it's a huge hit. More than that. I, I can't think of the stupid movie that, uh, there's two of them that I'm thinking of. One is a Kevin Smith movie that pretty much launched his career, and it was just him and his friends in like a 7-Eleven and I can't think of the name of that thing. And then there's that other one that was the scary movie where it was all handheld and everything was uh, up in people's faces. And I can't think of that. That was 20 years ago, too. What was the name of that movie? Um, dang, I can't think of it. But it, it was a huge hit. And in horror, you can be like kind of low budget and 
you just have to scare people. And those movies did huge and made careers for people, you know, and they just don't do that anymore. And so the, the more they've become dependent on these giant, uh, massive budget films, um, they've crowded out new voices, new artists, new opportunities to tell good stories, and they can't take a risk on diversity and equity and inclusion, which is not something I, I think should be that big of a deal in art anyway. Everybody should be able to make the art that they want to make. And if it's diverse, great. If it's inclusive, great. <laughs> if there's, you know, I do believe there needs to be more equity, uh, some financial equity um, amongst people who create this work. And, you know, we shouldn't all just be dependent on uh, studios for distribution and exhibition. You know, I, I, I definitely think it all needs to come crashing to the ground and be rebuilt properly. And uh, I hope that's what happens. I really do. Because there are a lot of amazing storytellers who just aren't getting a chance. And there are a lot of people who made great movies who wouldn't even have a career if it started today. The last 20 years have been pretty grim. And that's just the way I feel about it. So, you know, those are the two things that were on my mind. I'm excited, though. I really am. Things are going to be great. It's August the 1st. It's 2023. Uh, Pluto has been in Capricorn. It, It moved to... Listen, I don't know if you guys believe in astrology, but this one thing for sure has affected my life. For the last 15 years, Pluto has been in Capricorn. And the last 15 years of my life have been some of the hardest I've ever had. You know, but I have to say, I feel a little bit like Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. I'm telling you, I feel like, you know, I could stand atop a mountain and like, make people do shit I'm I'm telling them to do <laughs> I have a testimony <laughs> and a big part of it has been caregiving a big part of it has been you know starting my own company growing my own company trying to scale it uh doing the Turo thing you know and I know Turo's not a very solid platform I just read a headline where uh one of the YouTubers I watch He's saying, is Turo dying? Yes, it's it's designed to die because it does not. I know they're about to have their IPO, but they're 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 not a, a strong company. And I'll tell you why. They don't treat the owners of the cars well enough. They don't do anything for people who have if you have a fleet of 35, 40 cars, 100 cars, you're running your own business. You don't need Turo, right? But if you're just a person that's like, hey, I have this extra car, I'm going to put it out there. They don't give you any support. They don't help you. They don't they don't have deals for you. Yes, they have a couple of little things, but they, they're not in every city. So the places they offer discounts, it doesn't help you because they don't you know, they don't have deals with airports. Uh, they don't have deals with with uh uh, corporate sponsors, people who, who, you know, it's no benefit to be an all-star host. So the only thing that I think Turo is good for is you deciding if this is a business you want to run and then scale it using their, uh, automation until you can do, uh, an independent car rental company. 
And that's that's truly all I think the benefit of Turo is. So anyway, I got off on that tangent, but you know, the last 15 years have just been really, really challenging. And the last 15 years, Pluto has been in Capricorn. Eventually it's going to move to, I think, Aquarius and stay in Aquarius at some point next year. And I am looking very forward to that because everything I read about this Pluto thing, I was like, dude, that's been my last 15 years. My father died. Um, I almost died. I got fired multiple times, you know, from jobs that seemed like they were going to be secure. Uh, I was working for myself and people were making all these promises. And then it was like, yeah, no. I mean, literally, like back to back. There were from 2014 to like 2017. It was insane. It was just like, yeah, you're great. We love you. Uh, We're going to go another direction. Yeah, you're great. We love what you're doing. Yeah, we're going to go another direction. It was just the craziest shit. And I was like, this is weird. I've never, I've never experienced that before. And then you have to survive that. And then my mom was having knee surgeries. I was taking care of her even back then, but her mind was still kind of there because I could go on vacation. But I mean, I've dedicated the last 15 years of my life to taking care of my mom and I'm truthfully over it. I am. So, uh, you know, I'm ready to manage it in a different way. So, yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) The future Uh, The future is now, as far as I'm concerned. I'm excited about all the things that that have to happen for me because I'm finally taking the stance that, hey, my life has to be about me. And, you know, I'm not a superhero. I'm not here to save anybody. I've done the very best that I could do for my mom. I thought I think that's been the right thing to do. But I'm not a doctor and I'm not a saint. I'm not. devoting my life to to she could be like this for another 15 20 years we don't know but I won't be like this because I'm done I have done as much as I possibly can do I'm tired of fighting like the CBD has helped because it mellows her mood out but the when she's not mellow it's like you know what the hell so that's a lot and I've rambled this is a Tuesday ramble session But yeah, I am excited. And I think you should be excited too. I honestly feel like all the bad people and all the terrible situations are going to be resolved and rectified. It's going to look crazy for a minute. And then it'll be like, oh, okay. You know, like when you're going up in a plane and you're ascending and it's rocky and it's like you can't really see anything and you're getting into the clouds and it's causing turbulence. And then you, when you finally reach your ascent and you're just sort of like, oh, okay, this, this might be pleasant. I think we're going to get to that spot. So I know I personally feel like I am. And if you haven't been living right, then you might not get to that spot. I'm not trying to throw shade, but some of y'all know what you've been doing. All right, everybody. Have an amazing Tuesday, August the 1st. Be blessed, stay strong, and we'll meet back here ASAP. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are the best. Appreciate you.